This is Dane Dunning with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, everyone, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 14, and today we have on that's going to be on with us is Arizona Fall League MVP MVP pitcher, right-hand pitcher, Owen White. He's going to be joining us in just a second. And then, Jeff, you and I have got to get into, oh, my gosh, what happened this week? Did something happen? I, I don't know. I don't know what the Rangers did. They, they, I don't know if they did anything at all before the lockout, but we'll get into all of that. Let's go to our sponsor first. We'll come right after that. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. Okay, so this this is a fun one. This is going to be a great one because I tell you what, we've we've already had on top prospects, and man, do we just keep hitting home runs because joining us now on the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast Hotline all the way from North Carolina in his home is right-hand pitcher Owen White, who was the Arizona Fall League MVP. Owen, thank you for jumping on. Thank you all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you. Last time I saw you was October. You were – uh, I think I think you'd either just started just started a game or started the next. Day. I think it was started the next day, and uh, at that point, I think you'd only made two starts, but they were pretty good. And man, you finished pretty strong. Thank you. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, closed it out well. Yeah. What what uh, you know? I I think you said at the time you wanted to throw about thirty innings. You got just under that. So um, did this did this experience exceed your expectations, or, or you know what, what what did you think about it? Uh, I mean, going into it, I just wanted to, you know, just compete and prove to myself that I can hang at that level. And, uh, I mean, glory to God that I got to pound the zone and had good competition and shined a little bit. Yeah. You, you know, for people who, who aren't familiar with what happened in the regular season, uh, you broke your hand on, on opening day. You can you can tell us how you did that if you want. And then uh, you were you were out for a while. Came back, went back to to, to down east and, and finished well. But you only had what 30, 35 innings. So the Rangers wanted to get you some more some more time under your belt. So um, just kind of talk about the journey. I mean, you know, and, and and this this doesn't include that that you had Tommy John surgery in twenty nineteen, couldn't pitch in twenty twenty because of COVID. So you know. It's been shoot three years, three and a half years since you've been drafted. So to just kind of talk about how things have gone, I guess a since twenty eighteen, and then and then specifically more this year. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, Tommy John two thousand eighteen, well two thousand nineteen, rehab 
came back for COVID. COVID hit, 2020 no season. A uh, little too antsy, I guess, in the earlier the season. Um, got uh, over, not overwhelmed. I, uh, let's see, how do I put this? Emotions got you? Yeah, let's put it that way. Let's put the, the emotions got the best of me. Got too competitive with myself. Uh, um, did something to hurt myself and didn't mean to hurt anybody else. But, I mean, at the same time, you hurt the team by doing something stupid. Um, but rehab, came back to down east, got in right around 30 innings, somewhere around there, finished down east pretty strong, um, just praying and hoping to get the chance to pitch in Arizona for the fall league. Um, prayers were answered. Uh, got a little, got it right around 30 more innings in Arizona. Um, pounded the zone, attacked hitters, and benefited from it for the most part. Uh, got my name out there and opened some eyes, hopefully. Yeah, and, uh, for people who might be wondering what he did, he didn't like run over his hand with you know, or, or or punch a brick wall. He punched he punched the ground. He said he Hulk smashed it. <laughs> oh yeah. You know the way I see it, yeah. There there's some negative there, but you're competing and you're mad. I mean, I, I, you know, and I, even some of the Rangers people I've talked to get that side of it too. So anyway, that's enough about the hand. You feel like you're ready to. In, in a position now for next season where you can add some serious innings and maybe, maybe, I don't know, double A, triple A, get, get. I'm, I'm just ready to play baseball. I'm ready to explode and hopefully, uh, hopefully fly up the organization quick. Um, I feel like I'm ready. Um, I feel like I've matured through injuries and mm -hmm. off the field. Um, just ready to see where the game of baseball takes me. Yeah. It was, People may not understand this, but the fall league, when you there there were guys who played in the major leagues this year in the fall league. Uh Spencer Tor Torkelson, who was the number one overall pick uh two years ago, was in the fall league. I mean, there's some serious talent at triple A on the verge of being in the major leagues. And here you are, you hadn't pitched above low way. So did you surprise yourself at all? Um, no, I mean I I stayed with them myself. I mean I've always been told like facing the double a guys that um those are double a and up is like when baseball really turns serious i mean those guys are they've got to feed families they've got to provide they've got to put in the baseball work and those are going to be the best players you face because they're try they've got people at home that they've got to support so that's when baseball really turns serious um so i had that in my mind the whole time like uh these guys are baseball players they're going to be ready to go they're not going to be free swinging they're not going to be um be taking yeah they're going to be ready to go so i mean you, you got to put it in the strike zone you put it where you want it and hope to gosh that somebody in the field makes play yeah uh, so talk, talk about your repertoire we know we know fastball plays well you hit up, upper upper 90s at times just kind of run us through what you what you're throwing so I got a four four seam fastball. Um, I got a sinker now. Uh, plays well off my change up, and it'll change up plays well off it. Um, four seam, I goes off my slider. Um, I've sharpened my slider up a little bit now that where I can land a curveball for strike. So I got a knuckle curve that I throw. Um, but yeah, four seam, two seam, slider, curveball, and a change up. Okay. Um, 
so while while you're in Arizona uh, and a little bit in Down East, you got to know TK Roby. You got to know Ricky Vanasco better. Um, you you are are good buds. We're we're draft classmates with with Colwyn and Mason Englert, uh, and there are a bunch of other guys, including a guy named Jack Leiter, who make this Rangers pitching minor league pitching depth really the best it's ever been. You know, and oh yeah what, 50, 50 years of, of, of baseball. So just kind of talk about being part of that group and what you see from those guys. I just hope uh, hope everybody stays healthy. I mean, TK's in a little rehab right now. Vanasco just got out of rehab. Colin stayed healthy. He's performing. Jack Leiter's coming in from Vandy. I mean, it's, it's a strong staff. Um, I mean, everybody stays healthy, and the Rangers might explode in the next couple of years. You know, uh, we, we – I think John and I talked about this potentially the, the hickory rotation next year to open next year could be Owen White, Jack Leiter, Ricky Venasco, TK Roby, and I don't know, Mason Englert maybe. I mean that's that's a heck of a group. Yeah, sounds good, don't it? <laughs> it sure does. Sounds real good. That's worth going yeah. to North Carolina for a week and just kind of oh. watching some baseball. That's right. Yeah. Hey, um, what 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 are you going to work on this offseason? Because I know that when you were in Arizona, uh, they probably put you through the motion capture. Uh, Might have found some things for you to work on. Kind of kind of what's your goal? And are you even throwing right now? Are you are, are you still uh, downtime? No, I, so I got a week off. Uh, took Thanksgiving week off, and now I'm back in the weight room and uh, playing catch at sixty feet right now, building back up. Okay, so and what what do you want to work on this offseason? Uh, right now I'm. Um, going to start working on slider keeping my slider shape keeping it firm um just that way i can have other pitches to build off of landing curveball for strikes still in first pitch early strikes um throwing the four seam on the outer corner um being able to locate slider in and out so just uh mainly this off season is focusing on maintaining body weight um maintaining arm path continue to sharpen up the slider yeah uh I know John and I were joking about it on the intro, but uh, you're, the, the the parent ball clubs have been pretty busy here the last week with Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, John Gray, Cole Calhoun. Once this lockout ends, they they want to keep adding. So, as somebody who's on your way, hopefully to the to the Rangers, what does something like that do for you? You're fire you up, make you oh, yeah. get there faster. Oh yeah. I'm trying to get there as quick as I can now. I want as many years with Seeger and Simeon and all of them behind me. I mean, that's a blessing in disguise is when you got a good defense behind you. When you see – you've seen what the Rangers have done in the minor leagues. You know, they, they own the two the two affiliates, the two Class A affiliates. You know, they – I don't know if you've seen it, but they built this tremendous facility in the Dominican. They built the dorms that, that you right. stay in, in in Arizona. They've made a lot of internal investments that don't necessarily, you know, aren't Corey Seager or make a big splash and draw headlines. But it seems like there's been a lot of investment toward doing this right. What what do you see in the from from the franchise from from your perch? No, I mean they've they've supported us all. Um, I mean they've made this motion cap sensor the out in Arizona, right behind the lab we call it. I mean they gives us a bunch of feedback, um, being able to know our own bodies, being able to use that throughout the 
season and staying healthy is the main reason I feel like uh, the mocap's there to keep our bodies in shape and to make sure everything's clicking. Um, but no, they've put a lot of money, they've put a lot of time, and they've. I think it's going to show up here in the next few years. All right. Uh, and then there in North Carolina, do you, you work out with with any other any other guys? That, are you? No, nah, I, I go to a, just a local gym where everybody else goes. So just go and get it done and then uh, hold yourself accountable and then go out to the field and play catch. Yeah, the, the hold yourself accountable is the tough part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not with my family, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about your family. I, 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 like, I like hearing about them. They're your mom. No, nah, that I – mean, mom and all of them. I mean, they're going to hold me accountable. That's for sure. I've never had no slack. <laughs> all right uh and then before we go to john john always does the fun stuff uh not that not that the talking ball is not fun but, <laughs> oh yeah this uh, is fun too yeah 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 um just w where where you are right now um do you put a timeline on things you said we want to be as fast as possible but do you set your own little goals goals and where you want to finish a certain season like this upcoming um, no, I don't. I don't really have a goal set besides making it. You know, just in general. Um, I mean, I would love to get there within the next two years for sure. I mean, that's what I'm pushing for. All right. I think I think the Rangers are pushing for that too. I think they would love to see you knocking on the door. All right, my part of this, Jeff, are you done? Yes, sir. Okay, my part goes into. I'm done for the most part. Yeah, he'll chime in as we go. My part goes to the more fun part, Owen, because you're from. China Grove, North Carolina, if I'm right, is it correct? Yeah, that's my high school. So yeah. hometown is Mount Ola. Mount, Mount Ola, but you went to China Grove High School. Did you play any other sports when you were in high school? Football and basketball. All the way through your senior year? I gave up football senior year so I could put on some weight, but then played basketball and lost it all. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what did you play in football? Uh, quarterback. Real? Did you start your junior year? Yes. Oh, was your coach upset when you decided not to play? Uh, not really. He understood. I mean, uh, every time a college would come in, he'd be like, "Ah, he's probably go he's gonna go to baseball. There's no need to really talk to him." <laughs> yeah. So this is always a fun question for me. So you were you were drafted in the second round out of 2018. How did you find out you were drafted? Were you watching it, or what? What did you do? Yeah. So I was watching it. Um staying on the phone with my agent, making sure that everything was running smoothly. And then, uh, well, I was sitting there waiting for the call from the team. And the next thing I know, everybody in the living room was cheering. I was like, I thought they were supposed to call me. And then I say yes, and then we go. So, well, anyways, I just walk out and everybody's cheering. And so it was a, it was a fun time. Did y'all have a little what kind of relationship did you have with the Rangers before the draft? Honestly, I've only I never really uh, talked to the Rangers that much. I think I've talked to, I mean, I talked to Jay Hefner, our yeah. uh, area scout. But I mean, uh, I think Fag Fag came in one time, and I think uh, the rest of the time we just maybe talked at the field or something brief, you know. Okay, so so it sounds like you might have been a little surprised. Oh yeah, I was definitely surprised about the Rangers for sure. What other teams did you think? Uh, heck, let's see. Really thought P 
Pittsburgh, probably. Pirates. Talked to them a bunch. Um, Talked to the Braves a little bit. Um, Maybe the Giants also. Talked to the Giants a lot. But Pittsburgh was definitely – I was like, yeah, I definitely think Pittsburgh. So, I was watching their picks. Yeah, they're in on you. Yeah. I was like, never really heard from anything. Were you a Braves fan growing up? Um, not really. I never really, so I don't like watching baseball or <laughs> any sport, really. I was always outside running around playing any kind of sport outside or hunting or shooting, fishing. So never really watched any kind of TV. When did you first pick up a golf club? I know you play a lot of golf now or try to. <clears throat> so my senior year of high school was probably when I really picked up the game of golf. Um, but I mean, I'm still, still got to sharpen that up. <laughs> What's your handicap? It never ends. Probably right around ten. Right around ten. Yeah. 10 yeah. So, so how old were you when you first noticed, or you thought scouts were coming to check you out? Was it your junior year? Were you having scouts out there? Um, probably sophomore year going into junior. The summer of sophomore year going into junior. Okay. Is uh, when like. When you when I stood out the most, I think. Um, I mean, you. I don't. I don't know if you ever heard of that Jupiter, Florida little sure. complex they got where everybody drives around on the golf carts. Yeah, right. I think I had. I think I had right around like 64, 65 golf carts surrounding the field, like three rows deep. It was crazy. Good. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Did you now? Let me ask yeah. this. So when you're when you're a, a pitcher, a stud pitcher like that, you're also pretty much you played quarterback so you were athletic were you did you hit in high school oh yeah i played uh short and uh so i was really gonna go to south carolina to be a two-way play middle infield and be able to hit and swing it and do all that fun jazz so that's what kind of i mean i i love being on the field i love being active in the game so making that throw an error earlier this year that's what makes me pretty upset i think because i'm so competitive i want to be on the field and then i do that so <laughs> so you were committed to south carolina i read that now did you any other schools were you thinking of or you have offers from other schools florida south carolina georgia north carolina um i think i got it down to florida north carolina and south carolina, and south carolina. final three and then chose south carolina yeah, did you now? Because I went. I tell you what. Now you, you're. I'm showing my age. It was a long time ago. I remember going to a South Carolina Clemson game there in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. That was almost. Oh, like, yeah. It was un, unbelievably nuts. The How many best people? Series in baseball, right there. I tell you what, and well, and that was back in those barrel bats. There were about ten home runs that game. It was crazy. Okay, so hey, how how hard were you throwing in high school? I think I got topped out probably around 96, maybe 97 on a good day. But so, I normally sat probably average 92 to 4. 92 to 94 in high school. So that's still yeah. that's still pretty hard. Okay, so you, you kind of alluded to it. So when you're not playing baseball, so you do hunt and fish and play golf. What, what do you like to hunt? Uh, right now I'm in deer season, so I've been – been getting in the stand um not too cold for me right now to go fishing <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy standing around fishing in the cold 
But uh, sitting in the deer stand is uh, what I've been doing. Played 18 this morning. Um, just going to the stand after this. Like, relax. No, it's too late. Too late. <laughs> Might bump them off. So, <laughs> wait. I'll wait till tomorrow morning. It's cold. Use a bow or rifle? What do y'all use in North Carolina? I got a 6.5 Creedmoor rifle right now that I'm using. This is rifle season. So. Yeah, that's what I do. I hunt deer too. I haven't been out this year. I'm hopefully going here in a couple of weeks. Okay, so uh, okay, now let's get into some more fun stuff. What's your favorite food? What is the favorite food you love to eat? Let's see, steak and potatoes. Dude, you're right after boy. my heart there, man. That oh boy, that's right. That a boy. That, I could now. What about your favorite homemade meal? Now, does your mom make it? Grandma make it? You got a girlfriend that cooks uh, something? Nah, mom. Mom makes uh, baked spaghetti. Baked spaghetti. That's right. Basically like lasagna, but it's got more meat sauce and. Uh, just like those little thin noodles instead of like the lasagna noodle. And you kill it, huh? Oh, destroy it. <laughs> you wear Do it out. Every plate. <laughs> now, you talked about South Carolina and Clemson, but you're in North Carolina. So are you Duke or North Carolina? When it comes North to Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. I don't know. I just, my brother-in-law has always been a huge fan of the Tar Heels. So we, uh, when we were getting kind of, looked at by both schools i mean we went to i think two of the duke north carolina rivalry games and is that right i mean just the atmosphere is there is unreal yeah the uh programs are going through transition i mean uh, the new coach this year for the tar heels and then shashevsky's gonna retire after this year i mean that's oh, this is, this is, these are massive things in college basketball that's right that's right <laughs> i mean this huge can't i can't overstate it Changing on the guard, so to speak. I mean, it's not Dean Smith, like you know, Roy. Yeah. Not Dean Shusevsky, Smith. Like, that's that is. It is Dean Smith. That's going to be a big one. Shusevsky. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's huge. It's huge. But it's still Duke, you know. They're still going to draw that attention. Uh, that's true. And, and yes, true. every everybody that's a college basketball fan either loves Duke or they hate them because exactly. <laughs> Hey, on the last thing I want to ask you, and then Jeff may have something else, but it's the last thing. This is a fun one, um, I, and, and it's it's what's something that nobody knows about you. And let me give you an example. I asked this to Brock. Uh, uh, um, I can't read your mind, John. I know it. I just went blank. Uh, Brock Burke. Brock Burke. Yeah, that's God, my, right. my, my. So I asked the same question to Brock Burke uh, back when he was in Double A, and he came up with one of the weird answers that I've ever heard. I said, "What's something? Oh, yeah, good. What, what's something that nobody knows about you?" And I don't, I don't know if you've heard this story about him, but he walks around in his sleep. And he scared the heck yeah. out of Joe Paloma. Have you heard about that? Oh yeah, we talked about that this year in rehab. <laughs> okay. Ah, what? So do you have anything as – you may not have anything as crazy as that, but what is something nobody knows about Owen White? He's thinking hard. I was about to say, I don't really know. Everybody knows me. <laughs> you know what? I ain't if, got nothing. I yeah. don't have anything good like that. Okay. Well, don't don't worry. It's not like uh, you failed a test or anything because you <laughs> Because you live a normal life. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't very good at tests either. That's why I want. That's why I had to go play baseball. School's out for everybody, baby. Yeah. Hey, what did Brock say to you about it? Nothing. I mean, we were just sitting in, in the training room, and Joe just started telling us stuff about Brock and Oh Palumbo. Like all of a sudden, he's like, 
yeah, how he just stands over him. And I'm like, what do you mean he's just standing over him? He's like, yeah, I just wake up at night and Brock's just standing up beside me on top of the bed looking down at him. I was like, no. Nah. I'd freak out. I done whooped. I done whooped Brock. He wouldn't have known what had him. I've heard some strange don't, stories. Don't be whoop, Don't punch him with your pitching hand. No uh, kidding. Left hand. <laughs> left hand. <laughs> Turn into kicks. There you go. Start throwing some kicks around. That's fine. That'll work. That'll work. Jeff, you yeah, got anything no, else? No, we don't. Don't have anything else. I mean, I'm just glad you're able to, to join us. I know. Uh, you know, we 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 try to focus a little bit more on the minor leagues on on this podcast and on my, my website and, um, you're one of them. I mean, you're, you know, we've, we've had a bunch, we're still, we're still missing Cole Wynn. He's the one, he's the one that's getting away, but I, probably playing golf or something, but yeah, no kidding. More than yeah. More than yeah we're, we're just thrilled that you're able to join us. Really appreciate it. Yep. No, thank y'all. Had fun. That's Owen White, Texas Rangers right-hand pitcher and one of the top 30 prospects, and we'll see where you end up. You're going to be climbing up that list, that's for sure. Owen, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck this offseason. We'll probably see you at spring training. Thank you all. Have a good one. All right, you too, buddy. All right, you know, that another one. You know, I like (laughs) – we've hit every one of these kids have been unbelievable kids. I'm telling you right now. That's just another nice kid. I do love his accent because I'm a hick at heart, and he's got the southern (laughs) accent like I do. Yeah, you know, in the Carolina, I, I learned this cover, cover NASCAR. The, the Carolina accent's a little bit different. And, yeah. And you, you can, like, I remember listening to Richard Petty talk, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's just different. It's a little different. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, you know, another great kid, you know, and, and he had a, he, he went through something this year that, that the players don't want to go through, you know, he's self, self-inflicted wound. Uh, but, He's never going to make that mistake again. I mean, this is something that that he's gotten out of the way. He's learned from it. Came yeah. back and it's great, and and kind of made up for lost time. And I, I just, you know, when you when you think about the Rangers, there's like an upper echelon of, of pitching prospects. It's it's Lighter, Win, Benasco, uh, and then Owens probably at the top of the next tier. If not, if not ready to join, to ready to uh, join, he's knocking on uh, that door. Yeah, the Rangers, they're, they're so thrilled with the way he pitched in the fall league and what they saw. And, uh, you know, and then in his last start of the regular season, he took a he took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Yeah. Uh, he went seven and two-thirds hitless. So, um, it's um, it, it's not, you know, it, it, it looks like it's trending the right way. And, again, with the Tommy John, the broken hand, right. COVID, and all that, he – uh, guys might not know enough about him, but he, he he's on the way. Yeah, and, uh, and you can't yeah, and you can't say enough about what he did in Arizona Fall League because in the Arizona Fall League there was no outstanding pitching besides him. I mean, nobody else really yeah. stood out. He stood out, right. and they didn't expect great pitching there. And then there's this one guy that that comes out with what a one point six ERA or something he had. Was under two, and and you know he led in innings and strikeouts. Uh, maybe not strikeouts, but definitely. Indian starts, you know, ERA, it, it, it was really impressive. No, and, it, unbelievable. And, again, that, that level of talent is really good. I mean, yeah. that's, that's uh, you know, the, the, the Rangers were trying to decide whether they wanted to send Ezekiel Duran to Winter League or to the Fall League, and they chose the Fall League. So that ought to tell you about the level of competition. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Winter League ball, 
you can get some some guys who are pretty long in the tooth, veteran guys down there in Dominican and, and, and Puerto Rico. Uh, but you've got the young up and coming guys in Arizona. So, I mean, it's, it, it's a different kind of talent, but it's still probably the same level of talent. Maybe the Follies a tick lower, but it's good. And for what, for what he did oh my against those, those hitters, it, it, it's really encouraging. Well, and it wouldn't have surprised me if Ranger Brass didn't send him down and go, okay, we're sending you to Arizona Folly. We want you to go there. If you get lit up a little, don't sweat. You have not faced this competition yet. Don't worry about it. We need to get your arm going. We need to get your innings. We need you to just work, pitch, and do it. And then he goes out and does that, and they're like, oh. You know, and they're all yeah. sitting there now doing this. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, the, the fall league, it, it is a higher level of competition, but it's still guys getting reps and working on stuff. Exactly. That's what, that's what Instructs is. You know, Instructs, they don't care who wins on a given day. They want to see the, the individual – Exactly. How individuals are developing. Well, you know, Owen, I'm sure he's a competitor, but I'm sure he was also told as for Justin Foskey, Duran, Huff, the other three guys who are in the fall league, we need you to work on these things. Yep. And, and, you know, result, results be darned, not results be damned. What am I saying? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And then he goes out and does that. That's just, I, I, I think that's a, just an extra, layer of uh, something that's just only going to help him going forward. Yeah. And and look, they, while I say they just wanted him to work and they, they weren't surprised. They knew what this kid had. And, but when it, when it all fell in, they were going, yes, you know, this is what we know and doing that. Okay. We, we got to go past Owen. That's great. Owen came on. I mean, this is fantastic to get these guys on, but from here, well, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? I mean, wow. Um, what yes, a week. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we're kidding around here, but good God, what a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's unprecedented, really. And, you know, in, in, in 24 hours, the Rangers spent more than half a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> and and it, it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, the press conferences were all yesterday. Um, trying to get get ahead of this lockdown, which they, they did. Yep. Um, look, I, you know, you, you listen to these guys talk um, from Cole Calhoun, who's only going to make five, only 5.2. Only 5.2, yeah. We're going to go down the contracts here in a little bit, but yeah. Guaranteed beyond next year to Corey Seager, who's going to be here for 10 years uh, and, and is going to make $325 million. It was It was – they, they all like the idea of being leaders. They, they want to help the young guys. Uh, they want to compete, you know, and, and they, they, they believe in the vision. They, they, they see what the Rangers see. And uh, they, you know, they don't just take what the Rangers tell them and say, oh, hey, sounds great. They do their own research, you know, and, and they, they ask friends who play in the majors uh, and, and even, even, guys in the minors who they, who they still know coaches or, or whatnot, they do their research. All right. They're not just blind. They're, they're taking a lot of money, but they, they want to win. And Absolutely. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't, I don't think 300, 325 million take care of a lot of things, but at the end of the contract, you've never won a division title or been in the playoffs. You're going to wonder, man, why did I ever come here? Yep. Uh, so they're they're motivated to make this team to make this team of this franchise good again, and uh, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen next year. 
despite what they've done and what the Rangers still could do. Uh, you know, there, there's still too many young guys and too many holes, I think. Right. But, you know, there's going to be another offseason next year. There's going to be money available. And, uh, and you're going to know what these young guys have done. You're going to know exactly. what these, these young pitchers have done coming into it. Exactly. So, so it, the, the, the pain of these losing seasons for fans is, is about to disappear. Um, yes. So you, I, you need to be patient for another year. Right. Not like patient as you were last year. I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, these, these four players, the Rangers aren't going to lose a hundred games in 2020. No, they will not. All right. They may not even lose 90, but I don't think they're going to win more than 81. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be fun. You'll get to know them. And um, then, then, then you just wait and see, but yeah. What, yeah. What, what happened, what happened Sunday beginning at about three o'clock and what ended Monday at about three o'clock. That's amazing. Pretty, pretty mind blowing. I, hey. did, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I, I tell you what, and, and let me, let me say this right now. Ownership was not lying. They did not yeah. lie. They came, Chris and John both came out and said, we will play at the top of the market. And Ranger fans were totally right to go. Yeah, okay, we'll whatever. whatever. We'll when we'll we'll believe you when we see that. Yeah, and you know you, you can you can look back since since these guys took ownership of the team late in you know in August of 2010. Um, they they have they even even that August they acquired help. You know they acquired Jeff Francoeur. I know it was cheap, but they committed money. The, you know, the, the next year, uh, that's when they added Adrian Beltre. All right. The year after that, they lost Josh Hamilton. Uh, no, no, I, and, and I'm losing track of my time. No, it was a couple uh, years after that. Yeah. So you're, you're talking. 11, they added Beltre. Off season of 12, they added you Darvish, right. which was a massive commitment. Um, then they, they, they lose Hamilton. And that's kind of where, you know, outside of Chu, that there hasn't been a, a, big investment until this week. Um, and, and some of that was by design, you know, the Rangers, I think you, you, you can hear it. You've heard John Daniel said, um, the, the rebuild should have probably should have started a year or two earlier, Yep. you know, and, and some of it was that they, they wanted to have Adrian Beltre around and on a good team sure. to finish the career. You know, maybe if Beltre had retired after 17 instead of 18, yeah, maybe maybe the Rangers are a year further down the road, but um, you know the the owners have been sitting on a on a pile of money. I mean they they're wealthy to begin with, right? They still treat this like it's a business. Um, I, I think this this season uh, the Rangers were able to make more money than most teams in terms of ticket revenue and, and all that goes into that concessions and parking and all that and. Uh, I just think that that they have a forecast and idea what this ballpark is going to be able to generate and what a good team would generate in this ballpark. And so they're kind of betting on the future a little bit financially. Sure. Uh, but, but yeah, for them to do this and spend half a billion dollars, mind you, half a billion. And and, and, and going to spend I would, more. I would wager that they probably spend around 40 million more. Yep. Um, that's massive. And then, and it's something that, that the fans have deserved for a long time. Yeah, and, you know, to, to raise credit, uh, Ray Davies and the ownership's credit, I mean, you got to give them credit for the fact that they, they are. They, they went out. They know that we can't, we can't go into a new stadium third year, second year of fans, 
and put out what was on the field last year. They couldn't. They can't do that. And they said, okay, we've got our minor league system built up. And they basically said, and, and look, John, everybody gets on John and Chris Young and John Daniels has been the 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 ire of most people. People yeah. argued with me last year before they ever went right after the the 2020 season going into 2021. John sat down, had a press conference. We were there, you were there, and he said, "We will not be huge players in the free agent market. We are going to be assessing what we got. If we make any moves at all, it'll probably be via trade for long longevity." And people thought, "What's wrong with this ownership? They won't spend money." It's like, did you any of you pay attention to what he said? <laughs> well, and and you know what. And, and John Daniels mentioned this yesterday, and it, it's true. And we kind of talked to Owen White a little bit about it. Ownership has spent a lot of money. Yes. It just hasn't necessarily been for the on-field product. Exactly. They've, I mean, they, I, I know they got taxpayer help. They put a lot of their own money into this ballpark. Sure. And it went over they, budget. Yeah. Sure. They have purchased uh, the, two, the two Class A affiliates. They, have, they, they spent about $12 million rebuilding the Dominican Academy. They built a, uh, a, a basically a, a giant dorm for prospects in Arizona. Um, you know, probably about ten million dollars on that. So, you, to, to and, and they've committed all these resources to the performance lab, all this high tech stuff that I, I have no idea what it costs, how much of it there is, anything like that. But it takes money, and you know, um, for that for them to do that and, and put those things in place kind of as a foundation helps the farm system which helps the major league club which helps them put butts in seats which helps them sign free agents exactly so it's it that's kind of how it how it's going to end up working out in theory and and to that and to that end i think we're we're at the top of that um it's going to be another tough year but i think fans will come out and want to see these new guys they'll play better they'll be a better team they will be better that's right you know you're not going to see I'd be shocked if Yanni Hernandez gets 300 in advance, you know, something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, something horrible would have to go wrong yes. for that to happen. Absolutely. So, uh, you, you do see, you do see the progress. And I think this financial commitment might actually tell fans, all right, the Rangers are serious and, and, and we can give them another year. Yeah, and these aren't dot-com billionaires. I mean, look, I know that it's real easy to look at this. these guys and go, these are billionaires, and and they need to be – it's got to be run like a business. You've got to have a franchise at least paying for itself, or you're never going to get there. I mean, when when look what Tom Hicks did. He went out and tried to be right. funny and spend all that money, and then he was going broke, and then you have a problem. So you have to fiscally be somewhat responsible, even though you've got all this other money. That money on their business side – cannot commingle with the baseball side. It's two different entities. And so, you know, so you've got to be patient on that end. Should they sell the team? Everyone thinks they should sell the team or whatever. I mean, it's real hard to blame ownership on everything, but good Lord, they had nothing come in in 2020. Right. And, you know, the the entire economy was bad, not just the baseball economy. Sure. You you and I, you know, uh, the businesses that we're in, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I can I can speak as a former newspaper man how rotten that is. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it, so, but the, these guys get rich by it because they know how to make money and they know how not to lose money. Sure. And so that's kind of what I think we we went through here last year. I, I think they they could see that the end was was near and that the rebuild was was needed in beginning in, in nineteen and. Kind of, we're a little more conservative on the payroll side, but right, um, you know, and I don't, 
I don't feel sorry for for Ray Davis to Neil Liebman and Bob Simpson. No, no, not at all. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're just fine, but um, they they do run, they do have, have a business to run and, and, you know, it's, it would seem like it'd be their hobby. um, But you know, it's, it's hard to take the businessman out of, uh, out of a business. Sure. And, and, and okay. I want to get into the signings and how they, how they fell and how they came down, because honestly, for any Ranger fan to, to wonder whether or not they were going to spend any money and wonder, are they really going to do it? The first name that dropped was Coke Calhoun. And as much as, as that, I, I love the signing, it's your first signing. You know, I'm going, Okay, so still, I want to see something bigger than that. So where were you when that came down? Um, that, that, that was the first one. Is a little surprise. One year, 5.2 with the option for 5.5 next year. Right. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was actually in Wimberley, Texas, talking to uh, college, former college football coach Dennis Francioni for an, uh, another deal I'm, I'm going to be working on. Okay. And we finished up with Fran, and I looked at my phone, and, you know, uh, Simeon, the Simeon news had, had broken a little bit before Calhoun. So I was like, well, geez, I've got a three and a half hour drive in front of me. <laughs> what am I going to do now? But I, I was still kind of mesmerized and I got home and started writing. And then right before I went to bed, the John Gray thing popped. Yes. Uh, look, uh, the, the way it was explained to us is that the Rangers have had Calhoun locked up for about two weeks, uh, but they wanted to sit on it. They wanted to, they wanted to, to get some other guys and I think they wanted to make this splash, but uh, the, the first meeting that they took with a free agent was, was Simeon. Um, and they basically, from, from the way they explained it yesterday, they left that meeting, which was in Southern California, which is where uh, Scott Boris uh, headquarters, Right. Um, they left saying, this is our guy. And so they wanted to get him. Uh, they didn't meet with Seeger. Uh, they met with Seeger three days later also down there in Southern California, uh, Chris Woodward talked about how nervous he was because he knew he knew Seager. He'd been talking him up. Yeah, he didn't want Seager to slip. You know, he didn't want him to you know lay an not, not come across well. Yeah, right. And, and uh, he didn't. And and so you know then uh, they, from my understanding, uh, they had a Zoom call with, with John Gray during Thanksgiving, which was last week. Yep. And uh, you know the, the way they presented. The pitching coaches Doug Doug Mathis and, and Brendan Segarra uh, made a presentation about how how they could make him better. You know, they took what what they saw on video and and what they saw in the numbers and how he can improve upon that. And you know, John Gray is a super talented guy. He was a third overall pick. Yeah. Uh, he you know, big guy throws hard, uh, and he's always wondered if he had more and wanted to find it. Well, they gave him the roadmap to do that. Yeah. And, and that that immediately locked him up. So, you, you you know, you have the four guys, you know, Calhoun. Calhoun was in, in Paris, France, not Paris, Texas. Paris, France, when he and Chris Woodward talked for the first time. And, um, you know, the Calhouns were on a their annual off-season vacation this time to Europe. Uh, but Calhoun sat down with and, and talked on the phone with Chris Woodward for a couple hours. Uh, and, and as soon as... Chris hung up. He said he called. He said he called John Daniels and said, "I need this guy." Uh, you know, it, it's not a it's not a sexy signing. I mean, if you look at, at his last two seasons, uh, he was hurt last year. Uh, he played for the 110 loss team, uh, Arizona. 
uh, he's got something to prove. Uh, he was a very good player with, with the Angels. Yes, very good. he killed the Rangers. Very good defensive player. So, But it's the way he plays, and he wants to be a leader. Uh, you know, He was asked, what is it he thinks he brings most – what's the number one thing he brings to the Rangers? And he said it's leadership. So that's that just you know is music to Chris Woodward's ears. So when when you put these four together and put them with what you got, you're a better team. Uh, you're not you're not a play, you're not a, a World Series team yet, but you're so much better. And if everything goes as planned, you know with, with the prospects, the, the pitching guys like Owen White eventually filling in, you've got you you have the makings for a, a very good team. Yeah, uh, and let me tell you what the the Simeon trade. I mean, signing when Simeon came down. I guess he did come before Cal- Calhoun. You're right. And when that came down, they had to go the seventh year. Um, I don't think anyone else was offering seven. They go the seventh year. They and then everyone, all the talking heads you see that that, that you follow during this time when you're trying to get your scoops and all of that, all your talking heads are saying Rangers are still in on one of the big shortstops. They said that. And I said, and I pat myself again. Every once in a while, I get to pat myself. And I said, boy, if you're going to draw one of the big, big names, having Marcus Simeon already there is certainly going to send a signal to somebody that we're not kidding around. I mean, we'll pay you your big contract. Now, you and I both had the Rangers sign in Seager. You did it at 290 10 years. I did 310 (laughs) in our little 80 million thing. Um, And they – they stepped up. And I love how they did the contracts. They front-loaded them. And then at the back end, I mean, I know it's a few million less per year, but that still makes a difference when you're doing budgets and all of that towards the end of the contract. Or say you get towards the end of that 10-year, the Rangers are going to have to go through a little slide again and need to get some stuff. You need to trade one of these players to a team contending, um, and you need to eat a little or something. You don't have to eat as much and, and to put them there. Look, they're not going anywhere for five years, at least. They're going to be right here in the middle of the fray for sure. at least five years. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the contracts came without opt-out clauses, which I think is pretty uh, remarkable. Um, yes. Maybe the, Rangers, maybe the Rangers are able to – maybe they bought their way out of opt-out clauses. I don't know. But um, – you know, Seager's young. He's 27, 27, 28. Sure. Right ballpark. Simeon's 31. He's got three boys, little boys. I think the oldest is five. Uh, he, they want to, they want a place where they can, they can raise a family. Sure. And uh, they, you know, he talked about making the Metroplex his home. Uh, that's the kind of commitment that they've put in here. Yep. So um, it, it, it looks like it's going both ways. There's a financial commitment, uh, but these players seem really committed to the vision they want to win and um, they have won you know they've been sure. pretty good teams especially figure so it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how it all how un, all unfolds to have uh, these these guys uh first i think their influence on on the young the young guys and and this upcoming season and then uh take off from there well, go from the minor leagues to the top now. I mean, you were out there yesterday wearing, by the way, wearing the hat, saw you on TV, and you know what? That may be something, guys, we may have one day. Maybe we'll have some hats we can sell for you. We've it's talked about podcast it. Hat. That title is podcast hat. Yeah, the, it's the podcast hat that, that he had on. Yeah. Sorry, I was texting him. I'm going, dude, you're wearing the hat. And he was going, heck yeah, I'm wearing the hat. When they were showing yeah. him on TV yesterday, when you were asking the questions. But the the – from the minor league system, which you and I have talked to all these guys, and we're just going, how unbelievable, great, not just great players, but these guys are unbelievable people. Hearing yeah. Seager and them talk yesterday, 
that's the that is the culture going in. I mean, good lord, I, I think we would all love Marcus Stroman, but I don't know that he fits their 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 profile because the arrogance is on the field, but the work habit is what you need. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. th- that's what they want. They want your arrogance to be on the field, but your work habit is why you're so you're so good. And and all these guys have a reputation of what Chew was, of what Beltre was. They were first to get there, work their butts off. And that is nothing that can do no bad for any young player. Well, that's the thing. When we, when we say that, you know, these, these kids who are coming on our podcasts and we're saying they're unbelievable, they, they are unbelievable, uh, polite, well-spoken, all that stuff. But the con the content that they're delivering that's coming out of their mouths is, is really impressive too. They have a mature way of looking about the game. Uh, you, you hear them talk about wanting to work hard, wanting, you know, Josh, Josh Young was on our second episode and he was talking about like one, how he and some of the other guys want to set a culture in the minor league. So that sure. when it gets to the, when they make their major league debuts, they're already part of what's going on up there. Right. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I think some people just don't give a rat's ass about, about culture and chemistry and don't believe in it, but uh, it's real. And, and you talk to any baseball man, Ron, Ron Watson and I can go on for hours talking about the importance uh, of chemistry and culture. And, and so can Chris Woodward and so can Chris Young. You know, those are three guys who, who've done it. Uh, you know, Chris Young played forever. Ron Washington just won a world, his first World Series ring and, and took the Rangers to two others. Chris Woodward has, went to two World Series as a coach with, with the Dodgers. All right, they've seen it. They've seen what it takes. And uh, if, if you hear it from them, hearing it from you and me is one thing, but to hear it from those guys, yes, that, that's, that's pretty convincing stuff. And, and, and they believe in it so much that they're getting guys who fit what they believe. Absolutely. I mean, they, and let's be honest, it's, it's looking good. Okay, now we got to go, where do we go from here? So mm-hmm. everyone has basically, I put out a little lineup. I didn't even know how to go with it. I was trying to look at what they had right there, and I tried to put out this little lineup. I tweeted it out. I had IKF leading off. They don't really, I guess Simeon's led off before, but I don't think you want that bad at the top of the lineup. He's got to be more yeah. middle, don't you think, somewhere in there? Um, so yeah. I had IKF leading off, but in my initial lineup, he's the DH because – I still got Young making the. Do you, do you now see Young still as the top guy coming in? Yeah, he needs to have a good camp. You know, he can't he can't just yeah come in and lot lots of da think the job's his. He's got to he's got to out hit and outwork Isaiah Kiner Falefa because remember Isaiah Kiner Falefa won a Gold Glove in 2020 at third base. <laughs> exactly. Right? So defense matters, and Isaiah is is the fit. He's the guy that, that he fits the culture like, like we were just talking about. He's the same right? as those guys, only he doesn't make thirty million a year. He he works right. his butt off. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't hit thirty home runs, but he works hard. He wants to win. He he's he was one of the driving forces on the team uh, in twenty twenty one. So I I do think Young still is the guy who um, starts at third base, especially. You know, once they hammer out a new CBA, you don't know what what's gonna if the service time thing is even gonna be an issue. So I think I do think he starts in the major leagues. Uh, I honestly I think I could see Kiner Falefa get traded. Uh, you know, yep. there's word about the the Yankees have interest in him. Um, I, I don't I don't know if that how much how much uh, if there's any fire with that smoke, but uh, I, I think he's a player that that teams would like to have 
um, for, for now, when you kind of look at, at how the roster shakes out, um, you know, if, if, if he is on the opening day roster, uh, you know, maybe he does bad lead off. I, you know, you, you just kind of look at the candidates um, and, and with, you know, Calhoun, if Calhoun's going to play a lot, you know, how does that affect Leody Tavares? Because if Calhoun's playing a lot, sure. you're gonna, you know, you, you push Garcia to center. They still want Willie Calhoun to do something. He, he could play left. They, they could still very well sign a shortstop. And, and uh, I, I know for a fact that they have great interest in Seiya Suzuki. Um, they've also, they've also had some interest in, 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 uh, Chris Bryant, yep. uh, who represented by Scott Boris, who represents, uh, Simeon and Seeger. Um, it might be a little out of the price range right now. Yep. Um, you never know what's going to shake out, but the the Rangers aren't done making moves. So, you know, it, it's probably a little too early to project what that, that lineup's going to look like, but with what they have now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, either Tavares or Kiner for left, but maybe shared it depending on how much they're playing. Right. Um, Tavares is killing it right now in the debate. Yeah. He's, he's had a good winner. Well, and and my, yeah. And my point was I I made the lineup with today's roster, basically after the signings, I went with today's roster. I'm not taking into effect anybody else they could sign right now. And so just, just putting in the, the the four hitters, it's a lot deeper, and it, there's a better left right balance. Absolutely, and, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of where they ideally like to be. They like to go left left right left right right left right, uh, especially with the bullpen, um, you know, three batter minimum thing these days. Right. So um, they're they're in they're in much better shape than the 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 last day of the 2021 season. Okay, so we're we're in a lockout. Okay, in, in, what do you think? So, what do you think the moves are? I I, I know you said now you said you've heard they are, and I've always been the Seiya Suzuki guy. So you think they have? I, I thought that might get done before the before this all went down. I guess I don't know if he's even over here yet. Um, is he? Have you heard that? No. The, the the my understanding and the Rangers' understanding is that the thirty day window is is frozen. Um, okay. It, it won't expire. You know, teams can't do any business. Uh, so um, I, that and and uh, Suzuki's agent is Joel Wolf, who represents all the really good Japanese players, including you, Darvish. And, and um, he kind of exp- he he didn't see a need to rush. So uh, I I think that there's uh, still going to be time to to work that out. And uh, you know I. I they definitely, the Dave Rangers definitely want to sign another veteran starting pitcher. Sure. Um, you know, if, if Kershaw does not return to the Dodgers, the Rangers will. If he's healthy. Yeah, and he's healthy. The Rangers are going to sign him. Okay. But it's a giant if him not going back to the Dodgers. That, right. is, a, that is a gigantic if. You know, there's a lot of uh, legend stuff uh, in there. And I know he'll always be a Dodger, you know, no, no doubt about it. Everybody will always think of him as a Dodger, no matter who he plays for and what he does from here on out. But um, that's that's going to be a, a very significant pull, and the Rangers know that. Um, so you know, you kind of you look around who who might what they want to sign for like just a, a one year deal, or maybe one year with an option. Um, so um, I, I don't know. You know, there 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 are guys still out there, but the guys who want the one year deals are, are going to be. Uh, not not necessarily the most attractive guys, but 
you, you kind of look what purpose is okay well they want to start a veteran starter why do you want a veteran starter so we can help your young guys you know sure they want somebody who has to, some skins on on the wall all right, right. that probably narrows it down a little bit further uh, there are also trade opportunities to to get a pitcher um yeah a lot that, of a lot of talk about the reds right now yeah that one surprised me um look with, with the additions of simeon and uh and seager the rangers have some uh, some additional trade bait here that they didn't have a week some, ago. some talented yeah. additional trade bait exactly exactly they could they could uh they could probably get whoever you know if, if, if a player becomes available the rangers could get them yeah I, I just think that's um that's just the way it is they could and and whether that's matt olson whether that's uh you know sunny gray or luis castillo you know who, whoever um it could happen so you know, I, I, I don't I don't think the Rangers are going to sign any of the the remaining free agents who are come with qualifying offers attached. Yeah. Rangers have already signed two of those and are having to forfeit two two draft picks. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're, they're, like we said, they're still building. There's no need to. Yeah. You there's other ways to go. You continually infuse talent into your farm system, and to miss out on on two really top you know top seventy five players in the country. Um, yeah, you don't want to miss out anymore. So um, we, right. I, I'd be surprised if, if uh, Nick Castellanos, for instance, was, or or Michael Conforto were were an outfielder who the Rangers signed. I think you know it'll come down to somebody who doesn't have a qualifying offer, like say Suzuki, Chris Bryant, if they can you know if the price of oil goes up a little bit and and, and Ray Davis finds a. <laughs> Another couple hundred million in his portfolio. Looks under his couch uh, cushion and finds an extra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he does that, but that's kind of that's kind of the way I think they're headed. So lockout, it was interesting. So you and I were kind of texting back and forth. We would we look, guys. We I know we're going with a lot of minor league people here, but we we will have major league ball players on this show. Uh, right now, yeah. it's off season. The minor leaguers are fun to deal with right now. Um, just their off season work, and these names are we're all hearing, and they are going to the big leagues. Um, but normally, if we were going to get a big league player, you'd go to John and get a number, and and but they yeah. can't talk. They can't deal with them right now. Right, right. Um, you know the the rule the rules are uh, uh, the rules of the lockdown are employees of major league baseball or employees of clubs cannot in any way have any contact with ball players who are on the 40 man roster. Minor leaguers are free game guys who are on the 40 man roster though are off limits. And if you go look at MLB.com, you're not going to yeah. find any mugshots. No, they're all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, an MLB.com reporters will not be writing any fresh stories. No. Uh, even, even though I think that, that I, you and I can talk to major league baseball players, MLB.com employees are MLB, are MLB.com writers are MLB employees and you can't, they can't, they can't do it. That's just the way a lockout works. Yeah. So um, I feel bad for Kennedy, you know, but uh, anyway, yeah, um, no kidding. Yeah. So John Blake, who is the Rangers PR guy, I can't say, Hey John, we'd like to have uh, Glenn Otto on the show. He can't do anything about it. Yeah. So normally so he'd reach out, and if Glenn was open, he'd he get you get him. Yeah. yeah, he'd get you his number, and so y'all guys would hook up. We're very resourceful, John. We we have we have phone numbers. We're not running dry on guests, uh, but it, it is it's <laughs> going to be weird, you know. Like like these guys who all signed yesterday. Yeah. All right. Within twenty four hours, now they can't talk to anybody. They can't talk to anybody with the team. They can't talk to the trainers, the strength coach, John Daniels, 
can't talk to the traveling secretary trying to find a place to live. They can't, they can't do any of that. So uh, it's, it's a weird uh, dichotomy how one day they want you so bad and now they can't have anything to do with you. Yep. Um, but that's just the nature of the beast. And hopefully, hopefully this thing is over. I, I would hope mid July at the late or mid January at the latest, uh, are they scheduled to uh, meet again anytime soon? I don't know. Uh, That's what pisses checked. me off. Yeah, I know. I saw your tweet, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, get get it done. This, you know, they know it's bad for business. Sit so in the sit room. Get it right. So it's good for business. Uh, but, you know, th- there's talk that, that perhaps spring training could be delayed or shortened if this goes long enough. Um, you know, there are still so many free agents out there. Who are available and don't have jobs there there's going to be an opportunity created for teams to take care of them otherwise what good is the players association absolutely so um i it, it's just kind of you just kind of have to wait and see but it, it wouldn't surprise me if by the it i would be surprised if by the end of january something isn't in place with a, a new cba I sure hope so. I, I, I it, it, we would go right into a flurry again of the free agents trying to get right. stuff squared off. But, but pitchers and catchers report mid February, and and you know right. right around there, somewhere in there, that's when they show up. And look, you yeah. you can't can can they talk to the minor leaguers? They can talk to minor leaguers, yeah. So they're minor on a program, are. but you want to, you know, some of these guys rehabbing that are major leaguers, you want to, you know, you, golly, sure. that's. That, that, that's tough. And, and look, you can side with whoever you want to. Uh, both sides share a ton of blame, but owners, boy, they try to tighten the purse strings all the time. And, you know, as a, as a fan of the game, it's like sometimes I think it's good for everybody. If everybody's making good money, let's share it. Let's get going, man. Because this game, you can't afford for this game to shut down. Oh, my gosh, no. And I, I think that's, you know, if there's a silver lining, it's that – you know, no games, no games have been lost. It's the, it's the off season. All that's been lost is some, some hot, hot stove talk. And then uh, there was enough of that this week to, to kind of generate a frenzy and, and really kind of, you know, you could think, man, when they do get back in, it's going to be just like that. So, yeah. uh, I, but you know, it, it's, it's a, another black eye all, all of last year when they were trying to, to figure out a season was a, was a black eye and, and the, the way they bitched and moaned and in public and, and through leaks in the media was just, was just awful. Yep. And, and I thought, you know, everybody's stuck at home, can't go anywhere. They should, they should have been playing on June, you know, till June 15th, you know, yep. and they should have played 80, 80 or 90 games. And um, it's just kind of, uh, you know, <clears throat> disappointing the, the way that shook out. And, you know, the, the players are still ticked off about it. Um, that's, that's one of the many grievances that actually filed a formal grievance about that, but, uh, a lot of animosity there and, and you know, it, it, this goes back, you know, it, it, at least to the, the last CBA, I think the players feel, felt like, um, well, Tony Clark even said it, that the owners did not follow the spirit of the agreement. The owners saw opportunities and took full advantage of them. Um, but they, you know, the, the players they hired uh, an actual attorney with with CBA experience with the NHL. Uh, he he seems to be I don't know if he's Donald Fair. You know I don't know if he's going to be that hard line of a guy, but he's not going to get pushed around. And, and sure, you know, and Rob Manfred's not either. He's got 
uh, a lot of skins on his wall from from labor wars and he, he probably wants another so um it's it's it is unfortunate though we we don't we don't like to see our sport our, our our sport um yeah in a negative light which unfortunately has happened far too often yeah and what, what ticks me off is is i think both sides know what it's going to take I, I really do i think they both know what they're going to have to give up but they're they're holding out for one of those things not to work maybe i can do it without that just get in the freaking room and go are y'all gonna take this or are you gonna take that and if this is what's the non-ender and then go okay then let's let's knock out the rest of this bs and get to it jeez it drives me crazy yeah. well unfortunately it's it's going to slow things down but uh, not for the us good news is, yeah no, we're going to keep going i mean there there there's a lot to talk about i mean the just because john daniels chris young chris woodward can't talk about it doesn't mean we can't and uh, there's a lot of stuff we didn't touch on today that, that we'll be able to to, to get it through and uh, hopefully eventually have some some fresh news and be able to jump forward. You know what? While, it, while I'm speaking of it right there, someone did send me a question. We're going to do that real quick before we get out of here because we love it when you guys get on here and ask us questions. Um, and it was basically uh, – let me find the guy that did that. Let's see here. He was – Nope, never mind. I can't find it. I will find it, uh, and we'll we'll get it on there next time. Whoever you were, uh, sorry about that. I'll, I this thing. I was running late today to get up here. I was talking to Jeff, and we started this thing right on time to get Owen on. Uh, but we'll we'll get that one on here, um, and, and and ask questions. We'll do something before spring training. We you and I talked about that doing a Q and A and letting everybody yeah. get a bunch of questions in, and we'll just answer those questions and 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 get those going. But I think next week. Um, you know what? We're going to go at it again, guys. We're not off. We'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I still got bills to pay. I don't know about you. Yeah. And you know what? And it's Christmas. It's December. Man, I know some great gifts to give your sports fans out there. I'll tell you what. I know. I can think of one, John. It's to the uh, subscription to Jeff Wilson's Texas Rangers newsletter. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. JeffWilson.substack.com. Costs five ninety nine a month or $60 a year. And you can uh, gift it. And you can gift it. There is a button in every story that says gift a subscription. It's easy to do. Uh, if you already have a subscription and you want to give it to somebody, uh, piece of cake. Um, yep. And look, this, this, these last two weeks building up to, to what happened have been, have been good for, uh, been good weeks for the, the newsletter. Uh, we've added a lot of paid subscribers, a lot of free subscribers, um, a lot and a lot of these people are people who were free and have recognized that we're doing good work here and they want all the content so they just upgrade from free to annual or monthly and it's it's easy to do so you know i'd encourage you guys to do the same thing absolutely uh, this shows not going anywhere um you know tr is still going to be right and he's taking next week's off but he's still going to keep writing his memoirs Yep. john always has some ideas he likes to throw up against the wall and see what <laughs> sticks and we'll do that and we're still going to have the, the Friday on the farm and the Sunday read. So, yep. um, and it's all been good. I'm look everything. I, I, I wait, I get up every morning, grab my cup of coffee and look for your email and sit down with my cup of coffee and read that. I get my dog video that goes with it, which I love every, every morning too. Yeah. I love my dog yeah. video that, that always gets me, but man, guys, it, it's so worth it to get in here and do this. And I know we're just pitching it nonstop, but this is a great time when you can give something like this, this is a good gift for your Ranger fans out there to get this. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's a gift that keeps on giving every day. It's better than the jelly of the month club. It's every day. So, and we are not locked out. So do it. We're not locked out. We will still go and he's going to get it every day um, and get that going. I think that's it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Hey, thanks. We want to thank Owen Wyatt for joining us today. Uh, a guy, don't forget to get on there, jeffwilson.substack.com. Sign up. Give it out as a gift. Besides that, next week we'll get back and talk some more about this and anything that's going on. And until then, we'll see you at the yard. <laughs>